Welcome to the King's Word Bible Study. I'm your host, Brother Vinnie Fitzgerald, and today we're going to delve into the Bible to bring you insight from God's Word that will help you to grow and develop into spiritual maturity. These lessons will help guide you and strengthen you in your relationship with the Lord. Whether you've never opened the Bible or have read it cover to cover, this podcast will inform and uplift you. Our purpose is not only for you to know and to understand the King's Word, but for you to live it out in your day-to-day life. Philippians 4 and 9 tells us, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Today, our topic is going to be courage and strength. Let's begin in the book of Joshua, chapter 1. In the first verse, it says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, and unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Now if we go down into the 18th verse, it says, Whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment, and will not hearken unto thy words, and all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death, only be strong and of a good courage. When we are commanded four times by God in this chapter to be strong and of a good courage, Courage is a necessity in our walk with God. The Webster's American Dictionary of the English Language of 1828, the entry for courage reads, Of the heart, bravery, intrepidity, the quality of mind which enables men to encounter danger and difficulties with firmness, or without fear, or depression of spirits, valor, boldness, resolution. It is a constituent part of fortitude But fortitude implies patience to bear continued suffering. Now, courage has two main components. It is of the mind, and it is of the heart. When something is of the mind, it is something you have knowledge of, and a mentality or a mindset rooted in that knowledge that you have. We need to have the mindset of courage. When something is of the heart, it goes beyond knowledge. 
It becomes a part of your character, part of who you are as a person. And we need to have courage within us. We are called to be of good courage. And in order to be something, we need to have it inside of us as a part of our lives. And we also need to desire it. God never calls us to be something that he isn't himself. God desires for us to have courage in our lives because he is a courageous God. It is a part of who he is as God. It is within him. It is a crucial part of his character. And it is our job to reflect his character in our lives and in the way that we live our lives. One of the ways that we do this is through our courage. The opposite of courage is cowardice and weakness. These are not what God has for us. Cowardice and weakness are attributes that are detrimental to good character. Cowardly people always run away from adversity, whereas courageous people always run towards it. Proverbs 24 and 10 says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. The reason courageous people are able to run towards adversity is because they don't succumb to it. They overcome it. As Christians with the mentality of courage, and having courage within us, what makes us different than those in the world is that in the day of trouble and pressure and persecution and adversity, we don't give in, we don't succumb, we overcome. And this is who God designed us to be. We are more than overcomers, and we are more than conquerors. Our mentality of courage is the crucial element of our courage. The right mentality prepares you to act in the right way. Mentality lays the foundation for experience. Our mentality of courage must be rooted in our knowledge, knowledge of God and of his word. Courage is birthed out of our understanding of God and who he is to us. Our knowledge of God and his word, if we study and spend our time with him, is always growing deeper and is always influencing our state of mind. His word changes us and continually renews our minds. It transforms us over time into having the mind of Christ. Philippians 2 and 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. As we grow in the mind of Christ and in our knowledge of God as a personal God, we begin to understand his commandments and his promises in a personally specific way. God's word was written by God to us and for us. When we begin to see God and his word through the personal lens, we will see courage produced in our lives. Courage is the power within us to face and overcome any attack that the enemy throws our way. This power is birthed out of our mentality, which is informed by the word of God. And when you know that God has promised to never leave or forsake you, and you understand that he meant you specifically, courage will naturally be produced within you, because you will see that God is with you, right by your side, and nothing and no one can stand against you. Now, we had saw in Proverbs 24.10 that it said, If you faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 20 and verse 3 says, Let not your hearts faint. This is a command from God. We are to never faint. The word faint is defined as a verb, meaning to sink into dejection, to lose courage or spirit. We need to guard and cultivate our courage because the alternative is cowardice and weakness. In order to faint not, we need strength. God commanded Joshua four times in the first chapter of Joshua to be strong and of good courage. Strength and courage go together. They are two sides of the same coin. Strength is defined as a noun, meaning firmness, solidity, 
or toughness, the quality of bodies by which they sustain the application of force, without breaking or yielding. Thus we speak of the strength of a bone, the strength of a beam, the strength of a wall, the strength of a rope. In this sense, strength is a passive quality and is opposed to weakness, and it is also defined as a power of any kind. It is by our strength that we preserve and maintain the courage within us. Our strength is the quality that sustains the application of our courage without breaking or yielding. Courage is not action. It is the mindset behind the action. Strength is the power given to us by the Holy Spirit that translates our mentality of courage into courageous action. Strength is the power to take our mindset of courage and apply it to our lives through corresponding actions. Actions always reflect the mindsets that they are derived from. If we act courageously, it will be an outward demonstration that we are strong and courageous people. We must also note that we release our courage through prayer. Prayer is an absolutely necessary part of acting courageously. Prayer is always the way to release any type of power that we have within our lives. Joshua was called by God to lead the Israelites into the Promised Land. He had a hard task ahead of him. The Israelites were a stubborn people. They turned what should have been an 11-day journey through the desert into 40 years of wandering through the wilderness, and he needed courage and strength in order to obey and do what God had called him to do. The reason that he was successful was because he prayed and he talked with God, and it was through his prayers and his communion with God that he released his courage, and because he released it, he was able to act courageously. His courage and his strength led to him being able to do what God called him to do without breaking or yielding. He finished his mission and he fainted not because his strength sustained him and preserved his courage. When Joshua was doing the will of God, he was acting courageously. And we learn from this that anytime we are doing the will of God for our lives, we are acting courageously because serving a courageous God always calls for courageous actions. Once we understand courage, once we have the mentality of courage and have courage operating within us, the Holy Spirit will give us the strength that we need to preserve and to sustain our courage. It is then through this strength that we will do the will of God and we will be then acting courageously. Having done all this, we are then called to encourage. Encourage is defined as a verb, meaning to give courage to, to give or increase confidence of success to inspire with courage, spirit, or strength of mind, to embolden, to animate, to incite, to inspire. And we are called to encourage others and to encourage ourselves. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 3. In Deuteronomy chapter 3 and verse 23, it says, And I besought the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, that thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness and thy mighty hand, for what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to thy works and according to thy might? I pray thee, let me go over and see the good land that is beyond Jordan, that goodly mountain and Lebanon. But the Lord was wroth with me for your sakes and would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, Let it suffice thee, speak no more unto me of this matter. Get thee up into the top of Pisgah, and lift up thine eyes westward, and northward, and southward, and eastward, and behold it with thine eyes. For thou shalt not go over this Jordan, but charge Joshua, and encourage him, 
and strengthen him. For he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which thou shalt see. Now, what we see in this chapter is Moses speaking to the Lord, and the Lord replying to Moses. And we see here that we are called to give courage to others, to encourage them. God told Moses here to encourage Joshua and to strengthen him. And we see here again the combination of courage and strength. They always go together because one needs the other to properly function within us. When we encourage others, we are giving them courage. Giving and receiving is a type of transaction between two parties. In order to give something to someone, we must first have it ourselves. We can't give courage if we don't have it. This is another reason why it is so necessary for us to have courage within us. God will present us with many opportunities throughout our lives to encourage others, and we will have to make the choice to either give courage or not to give it. In order to be successful in giving courage and in building up someone's courage, we must already have it within ourselves, and we must already be built up in it. When we encourage others, we give them the word of God. We help them to know God in a deeper and a more personal way. And we inspire them to follow the will of God for their lives. When we do these things, they produce courage in the lives of the people we are trying to help. This is why we can give and spread courage. And this is the way that we can do it. We live in troubling times, days of adversity. And people need a word of encouragement. They need to be given courage. People have fainted today. They have lost their courage and become dejected. They see all that is going on in the world today all around us, and they see no way forward. So they succumb to the adversity instead of overcome it. And since we are the people of God, who are by nature overcomers, it is our job and it is our ministry to reach out to people and to encourage them so that they can be built up in courage and strength. Encouraging others is an action. It requires effort on our part. But if we are faithful in encouraging others, we will see the fruit of our labor. We will see them living courageously and doing the will of God for their lives. The greatest ministry in the world is not behind the pulpit. It's not in the choir loft. It is in investing in the lives of others. In the English Standard Version of the Bible, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 11, reads, Therefore encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. We are commanded by God to encourage others. It isn't optional. It's a command. When we encourage others, we will not only be helping them to fulfill the will of God for their lives, we will also be fulfilling God's will for our own lives at the same time. We have also been called by God to encourage ourselves. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 30. In 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 1, it says, And it came to pass, when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south in Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag, and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captive that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away, and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives, and their sons, and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him 
because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought Tiver the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. David had lost everything that he had. There was nothing left. For a time it seemed like all hope was lost. But as everyone else despaired, he encouraged himself. He didn't succumb to the great adversity that he faced. He overcame it. And through his courage and strength, he turned a complete defeat into a complete victory. His decision to encourage himself in the Lord changed everything, not only for himself, but also for all those that were around him. And when we make that decision to encourage ourselves in, it will not only affect us, it will also inspire others around us to do the same. Sometimes when you go through seasons of adversity, there isn't always someone there to encourage you. Sometimes you have to do it yourself. When you encourage yourself in the Lord, you speak the word of God into your life. You claim it for your life. You remind yourself of the promises of God and you stand on them. It means you remind yourself of who God is in your life and that you remember his will and his plan for your life. When we do this, we give ourselves courage and we receive strength from the Holy Spirit. Then others will see the change in our lives and desire the same for themselves and courage will spread. God has not called us to be cowards or to be weak. That isn't his will for our lives. He has called each and every one of us to be courageous. He desires for us to live in courage and in strength. We first need to adopt the mindset of courage, allow that knowledge to go down into our spirit, and then receive the strength that only the Holy Spirit can give. When we do this, we can then live and act courageously. We need to encourage ourselves and those around us. All of these things show us the necessity of courage and the difference that it will make in our life when we have it. We need to make that decision today to live a strong and courageous life. God's message to us today is the same as it was to Joshua long ago. We are commanded to be strong and of good courage. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for courage. Lord, teach us your ways. Teach us the way to have courage within our lives. Lord, we thank you that you want to build us up in courage for your spirit, Lord. And we thank you for the strength that only your spirit can give us, Lord God. We thank you that we can encourage others. Help us to seize that opportunity to build up others in courage. Help us and teach us to encourage ourselves. So when that day of adversity arises, that we will meet the challenge, that we won't succumb to it but that we will overcome, as your word would have us to do. Help us to follow that command that you have given us, to be strong and of a good courage. Lord, we deeply desire this for our lives, Lord God. We want to be used by you in whatever way that you would have us to be used. And we thank you that you have given us this call, and we ask for the strength to be able to answer it. And Lord, today we make that decision. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you want to have courage in your life so that you can follow God's command to be strong and of good courage, and if you want to have Jesus as a part of your life today, 
All you need to do is to invite Jesus into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior. You need to repent of your sins and ask for his forgiveness. Then you trust that you've been forgiven and you ask for his free gift of eternal life. If you've prayed this from a sincere heart and truly meant it, then you are now a part of the family of God. Welcome to God's family. We want to thank everybody for listening today. We appreciate you spending your time with us. And if you would like to give us feedback and tell us how much you appreciate this show, you can contact us at kingswordbiblestudy at gmail.com. And if you would like to learn more about this program and this ministry, you can visit kingswordbible.com. God bless all of you. We want you to know that we love you all. And we will see you next week as we continue to study the King's Word together.